The other thing that can be really, really helpful is this idea of like picking a focus for the day. Mm. So is it a work day? Is it a house day? Or is it a family day? While certain things might have to still happen over the course of every day, we can't just pretend our kids don't exist on a work day. But those are the days that we're letting go of that mom guilt, that it's a work day. I'm going to be as productive as possible because that then allows me to tune back into my family on that family day where we are going to spend a little more quality time together and they become the priority. Hello, blissful parents out there. Michelle Abraham, your host. Today, I am bringing you an amazing guest. As always, we always have amazing guests, but this one in particular has something really cool to talk about today. So I'd love to introduce you, Sherry Medini. So Sherry, hi, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Well, let me tell our audience a little bit about you, Sherry. So I think this is super cool. Sherry and Carissa are together co-authors of Parenting While Working From Home, which in they're also the co-owners of AdoreThemParenting.com. With six kids between them and over a decade of work from home experience, they love sharing strategies that help fellow parents minimize the overwhelm while trying to juggle it all. And holy smokes, if this was not the right year to come out with that branding in that day, I don't know what year it was because this is something I think we all experienced this year. Juggling work and kids, all same thing, (laughs) working from home and we still adore them, right? (laughs) (laughs) Most of the time. Most of the time. Awesome. Well, thanks, Sherry, for joining us. I love what you guys are all about. So take us on this journey. Like, well, how did you guys come up with this concept and what what brought you guys together as co-authors? Yeah. So Carissa and I have been working together for four years now on the website, adorethemparenting.com. And through that, we've written a ton of articles together for our own website, for magazines and other publications. We've had guest contributors to be able to add their insight and their perspectives. So we've been working really closely together for four years. And as we built that platform and saw that need, we were, we wanted to write a book, you know, that was kind of a a long-term goal anyway. And, you know, why not try to do that while our kids were home virtual schooling and we were stuck at home? I, I don't know, timing wise, if we were crazy or smart, but the idea for parenting while working from home was there because Carissa and I had each been working from home individually for over a decade. It was something that we had learned a lot of things that were helpful in our own lives, those ideas and strategies and how do you, you know, figure out that time management? How do you manage that, that guilt? How do you balance it? Since we had felt like we had found some things that worked for us and now a whole bunch of fellow parents were being thrown into this situation for the first time. It was our opportunity to be able to share some of that in the hopes that it could help other people as well. Absolutely. You guys were obviously the natural experts in that uh, right from the start. So that's great. So tell us a little bit, I want to talk a little bit about like, you know, the current situation where a lot more people are homeschooling right now. So how does that fit in with working schedules and, and with kids? And then also then maybe for the parents that now are able to go back out of the house and work out of the house, what's that like as well? So let's start with the ones from who are trying to homeschool at home and work. (laughs) I So in the fall, we were doing virtual school with my two boys. As a, Towards the end of January, they went back to in-person mm-hmm. school full-time. But even heading into virtual school, I had this picture in my head that, you know, the fifth grader would sit here with his laptop and the second grader would sit here with his iPad and I would just sit in the middle with my own laptop and we'd all just work together. Mm-hmm. 
day one, we found out that that was not going to fly because I had to be their secretary. Like it was not intuitive. These programs that we were being thrown into, I mean, I'm sure this varied school district to school district, but you know, who the program that my kids had to use, it was not user friendly, especially for a second grader and a fifth grader. So I had to quickly shift gears and realize that the other thing was I, I, had to figure out what worked best for us because then I would try to teach them both at the same time. And I was getting so frustrated Mm -hmm. because I was just being pulled back and forth. And it was taking so long because one of them would get stuck, but I had to finish up with this one. And I eventually realized like, okay, stop trying to multitask. We just have to do one kid at a time and myself, including that in, in that equation. So our days looked very different day to day. There were some days where I had stuff that I had to get done in the morning and we didn't get to schoolwork until after dinner. Well, maybe not after dinner. We would have been going way too long at that point. We didn't get to stuff until the afternoon. And then there were other times where I'm like, okay, let's get up, let's get moving. Let's get, you know, get stuff out of the way for your school stuff. Because then I know I have that, that free time Mm. and a little bit more space to focus on my stuff. And because we were thrown into those situations, there had to be a lot of open communication that right now your job is school and you're going to have to spend time doing that. But me and daddy, we also have jobs that we're having to do in this house also. So we all need to be respectful of each other's time. We all need to figure out how to make this work. And it's always been really cool that they've gotten to see us work and even have those conversations of here's something that I'm working on, or they'll pop in and, you know, ask like, what are you doing? And I'm like, here, I'm, you know, designing these graphics. Like, which one do you like better? Should I change the colors or, you know, whatever? Like, I love getting to show them that and include them in that. All of that being said, you know, my life was simplified quite a bit when they're in school for those hours, then I know that's my dedicated work time. And I'm able to, once I pick them up from school and we come home, I'm able to shift my focus to them the majority of the time. You know, it depends on the day or the week or, you know, if we're launching a book or not, (laughs) what that schedule looks like, but we had to adapt. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of adoption going on there. I find it really hard to like, make sure I have all my work done before the kids come home from school. Um, And then if like, I'm still on phone calls or whatever, like I really want to go out there and say hi to them, but I'm going to finish this and then they can go say hi. So any suggestions or then do you, and then also I end up sometimes going back later after they've gone to bed and doing more work there. So any tips and suggestions for parents that are finding that then their day is becoming super long? (laughs) Yeah. I think accepting that that's kind of where we're at mm-hmm. at the moment that our days are going to be long and that we need to be okay with that and giving ourselves permission to work within that time frame. Mm-hmm. So there are times where I know that the only moments to myself are going to happen while they're in school. Mm-hmm. So I'll watch an episode of my favorite show while I eat lunch and like, take that self-care time because Mm -hmm. I know I might be working till 11 o'clock tonight. So making sure it doesn't matter. You know, I think a lot of times we try to like pack it all in Mm -hmm. so that we can relax in the evening, but if that's not the phase of life we're in, that's not the phase of life we're in. The other thing is something that I really try to do. And again, it's not always possible, but I really try to schedule my days so that I give them that window after school. 
but they don't need two hours of my time. Usually they need like 15 minutes and then they want to go do their own thing. You know, my older one has made plans with his friends to jump on Xbox and play whatever game they planned. And, you know, the little one wants to go jump on his iPad for a little bit and unwind from his day. So they don't need a ton from me, but if I can tune into them even for 15, 20 minutes and make them a snack and chat with them and talk about their day a little bit, just to give them the space in case they need to tell me something. They know that I'm there in those moments, but usually they're like, yeah, it was good. Peace out. We have things to do. (laughs) And then I can go back to my own work. Yeah. I find I oftentimes take my laptop then to the kitchen table and then I'll be doing stuff. So I'm still kind of around in there, but I love what you said there. I think carving out that 15, 20 minutes when they come in, you know, my kids come off of a boat, they get out of the school bus and they take a boat across the lake and then they get out and then, you know, That's they're usually really amazing. excited. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. We live That's on the so lake cool. side of a, we live on the boat access side of a lake. So they come wow. off the boat. They're usually all excited. And I love just being there to greet them at the door as they're coming in. So I think for me, that's been a really a big thing. And I love what you said. I just want to reiterate to some of our parents that maybe think that they have to um, just work during that school hours. But I think you said something really important there. And that was the self-care part, like going for the walk or doing your relaxing or taking your bath or watching your show, whatever it is that will fill your soul too. in that moment of time in between all that stuff. So that's not being neglected or not being left out at the end of the day. Cause I know at the end of the day, when we're trying to fit in more work stuff, there's no time for all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, or you're just so exhausted, mm-hmm. you know, that if you want to read a chapter of your new favorite book, but if you open it up after you're done for the day, you might fall asleep instead. <laughs> so like past the first sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. I think that's really great. I love what you said about that. And, you know, I want to bring it back to those parents that are maybe still at home with their kids there too. One of the things that we found that was really popular or not probably, sorry, really went over well with our kids (laughs) was that we kind of incorporated school in the everyday things that we were doing, like counting things at the grocery store or doing things outside or building things like my son and my husband and made like a swing, like made a wooden swing. So doing some of those kind of activities that were going to count towards school, um, but we're actually just part of our everyday living. Any suggestions for things like that that people can do? Or have you noticed anything like that? You were mentioning that a bit about what you were doing too. That's amazing. I was homeschooled myself up until 11th grade. And so it's really beautiful to have that flexibility. And I remember, especially this time of year when like the weather, like today is a gorgeous day where I'm at. When the weather would get nice, it does where we did a lot of field trip days <laughs> and, you know, incorporated that into everything. But you're so right that the life skills that we can do are so important, whether that's your own work or whether, like you said, that's heading to the store and letting them kind of calculate things or think through things. There is a lot of really important stuff that happens in daily life. And if your kids are around 24 seven, I know the urge to protect them from some of that, or like it, sometimes it's easier to keep them out of that because you're just trying to get through your to-do list. But if we can take that time to slow down and really show them like, this is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. This, and kind of like, let them see that process can be really, really helpful. I think like maybe like cooking or like baking or things like that would be also good activities to kind of incorporate some of those schoolish kind of things (laughs) into the everyday stuff. 
Yeah. I mean, and it definitely depends. I, I think so much of it and how I try to function and remind myself is that trying to build on my kids' natural interests and natural strengths Mm -hmm. instead of, I think a lot of times we can get caught up in like, Ooh, you know, you're struggling in this area a little bit. We need to work extra on that. And while I do believe that our kids should be well-rounded and of course they need to be able to read and write, but if math is like, make sense to them, let them fly, let them Mm. run with it. Let them see all of the applications for that. Let them explore that. Let them see math in nature and in science and their games and whatever else. I think we can get so stuck on what they're struggling with that we need to kind of rethink that a little bit and make sure that we're really highlighting what they're amazing at. Mm, that's a great point. Uh, yeah, you know, that's, I think the school system set up that way to really point out what they're not good at and make them work harder on it. <laughs> so yeah, seems yeah, like a good hard. way of like making it a little bit less of a, you know, I love the idea of like, you know, if they're really into Lego and building, like incorporating that into what they're doing or, oh my gosh, yeah, so many different things. I want to turn the conversation a little bit now to like a bit of mom guilt, because I yeah. know this is, and it's not just moms, dads, I'm sure too, but it's like, it's, it is a thing. Like, so I remember when my kids were younger, trying to fit in work or I felt bad like working at the table while they were there playing or like giving them a little bit of well I guess I gave them a lot of space because I was like I need to get this done you need to go find something to do and you know what I found was that I wasn't entertaining them all the time they found other ways to entertain themselves they found at the end of the day that was not a bad thing but how can we kind of get that out of our heads that it is okay to let them just go figure out find something to do on their own (laughs) it is and it's okay to if they need a little extra hand holding in the beginning to learn a little bit of that I think that that's okay too something that Carissa talks about a lot is the stage light like when she had three toddlers at home And, um, she was like, we would, I would make it a point to make sure I'm meeting the kids needs first, because if I was able to take care of them, connect with them, get them all set up, Mm -hmm. then I could have some of that work time, but also it removes some of that guilt because you know, you fulfilled those Mm -hmm. needs. So even for older kids, it's like, okay, do you need like a water bottle and some snacks? And did everybody go to the bathroom or like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that is. And maybe for the younger ones, that means going in and dumping out a bunch of, you know, really interactive toys. And um, her example she always gives is like putting Lincoln logs on one side of the room and animals on the other side and the construction toys in the middle and being like, okay, guys, you get to build your zoo. And mm-hmm. you're right that we don't have to stick around for the playing we're able to connect another way. You know, she was like, we would have so much fun, like going all into the kitchen together, getting everything ready. And I think if we can objectively look at it and say, did I meet their needs? Am I providing them with what they need? You know, because sometimes that mom girl is there trying to tell us that like something's off. Like, am I feeling guilty because maybe they do actually need a little more of me right now. And so it's just about staying connected, tuning into them, Mm -hmm. making sure, because especially over the course of this last year, there were times where like my kids weren't okay and they needed me to just shut everything down Mm -hmm. and be there. You know, when you, when you see those kind of things, but the other thing that can be really, really helpful is this idea of like picking a focus for the day. Mm -hmm. So 
is it a work day? Is it a house day? Or is it a family day? While certain things might have to still happen over the course of every day, we can't just pretend our kids don't exist on a work day. But those are the days that we're letting go of that mom guilt, that it's a work day. I'm going to be as productive as possible because that then allows me to tune back into my family on that family day where we are going to spend a little more quality time together and they become the priority. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I like the, I like what you said about there, like really focusing on what you're doing in that day so that, you know, like I know for myself, like Saturday and Sunday mornings, even though they're not work days for me, I could probably get a couple hours in there when kids are watching TV in the mornings. And if I get up a little bit extra early, I could probably get some extra work time in those days. So I guess making use. So then the rest of the day could be a family day when everyone's ready to go outside and do the rest of the day. So I like how you said that, you know, find those little gaps in your schedule, find those little moments where you can connect with them for 10 or 15 minutes. Like I used to have like a reading break with my daughter where we go and read a story for 15 minutes and then, okay, now you go play this and I'm going to go back on a phone call. And, you know, it, it made it so that I didn't feel like I was not, I was neglecting her like for, you know, (laughs) several hours in a row while she just was not, not being entertained or not having something to do, but I also had to let go of that, like having to entertain all day. Yes. Well, and that's such an important point that that 15 minutes can make a difference. Mm -hmm. And if in that 15 minutes, she happened to bring up something that was really bothering her, then you would carve out a little more time to be like, okay, well, (laughs) we need to figure this out a little bit, but yeah, just going and just being with them. But I think it feels bigger in our head that it feels more daunting. And if you can have something like that, that's just There's not even a decision. We're doing 15 minutes of reading and that's just our thing. We don't have to think about it. We don't have to schedule it. You know, that being said, I will sometimes add if I have like an idea of something I want to do with them or something they've been asking to do, like I put it on my daily to-do list, Mm. like just so that I know I have to carve out that half hour to make sure we do this. Otherwise the days can get away from us so quickly. Yeah. Now, what about like for parents that right now who are maybe doing the virtual schooling, does schooling taking up, uh, my kids aren't in virtual school, so I'm not sure. They were either like at home and then we had a few hours of things that we had to do every day or they were back at school. So for those that are virtual schooling, is that like a look, like considerable amount of time that they have to sit in front of the computer for, or is that kind of varied depending on where they are? Yeah, it does vary. So some of them, it's more like project-based of, you know, when you're done, you're done. And there's some flexibility here. And, you know, you could squeeze it all into three days and take off, you know, Thursday, Friday this week. But then I know other ones are set up that like you have to be logged on in front of your computer for the entire school day. <sighs> I, ooh, I can't imagine. <laughs> it um, would be really hard, I think, for kids to sit in front of a computer for that long a day, not to mention the bandwidth on all the, all the Wi-Fi and the Oh, house. I know. While they were doing virtual school, I mean, we got those like monthly warnings of like, mm. you've reached your capacity. Mm. We're giving, thankfully, our internet provider was uh, gracious enough that like they were saying since they knew so many people were doing virtual, they weren't mm-hmm. like, charging extra, but it was like in a couple months, (laughs) you better cut back. 
Yeah, that, yeah. that must add a whole other layer to like the trying to manage those kind of days when you have kids in two different kinds of classroom settings and then yes. like trying to do your work. <laughs> yeah. Just go back to visualizing you at the beginning saying like you were sitting between the two kids at school. <laughs> that didn't work at all. <laughs> it didn't work. And I think we can apply. So, so much of what Carissa and I do, how we live our lives and also how we try to write online and, and the books is like, really encouraging people that you can troubleshoot the big stuff, but also the small stuff. Like Mm -hmm. if something's bothering you, if something's frustrating, Mm -hmm. something's not working for you or your family, change it, try something else, you know, and we're happy to throw some ideas your way, but you need to figure out what's going to work for you and your family. Awesome. I love that. So guys, if you're working from home, our blissful parents out there struggling, need some ideas of how to fulfill both both areas of life, um, definitely check out their book, Parenting While Working From Home. Uh, I love that. And where can they find more information about that, Sherry? Yeah. So if you go to our website, adorethemparenting.com, you can find more information about the book and our books available from most major retailers. So go Google it. I'm sure you'll, you'll find it. Awesome. And any last bit of advice for our parents out there before we let you go today? My goodness. I think overall giving yourself permission to cut back, giving yourself permission to focus on what's important to you. So from what I'm hearing from you, like you love what you do and your work is really important to you. And that's okay. But I would imagine that there are other things that do not happen in your life that might be important to other people. Or if you're in a busy season that like, I know for me, work is really important to me. Family is really important to me, but cooking is not really important to me. (laughs) It's a means to an end, but I'm not the person that enjoys that. So, you know, I think we all have our different strengths. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've heard before, you know, like don't compare your weaknesses to someone else's strengths. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I will, Here's you know, cook for you. Yeah. yeah. You know, meal delivery or, you know, frozen, Batch like cooking, whatever. Yeah. Just super <laughs> simple. The amount of pasta we eat yeah. over here, you know, just, it's fine. If you don't yeah. like cooking, I'm with you. So, mm-hmm. you know, we all, we all have our things. So it's important to make space for what matters the most to you mm-hmm. because, if you're busy doing whatever, what you think you should be doing, there's no time and energy left for the things that you're truly passionate about. Love that. And especially that time for you. Yeah. <laughs> Not feeling bad about taking that time in the middle of the work day to watch that show. <laughs> yeah, do it. Awesome. I, I will say to that point quickly too, because I know we can feel the urge to like share those kind mm-hmm. of things that like, you know, whether it's an Insta story of like, telling what you're doing for the day. You don't have to. I feel like that's an easier point too. Like if you're feeling guilty about taking a nap in the middle of the day, because the kids were up all night, like whatever, you don't have to tell anybody if it bothers you, just do what you need to do. Yeah. Don't compare to others. <laughs> I yeah. love that too, because social media paints this such unrealistic picture sometimes yeah. of what everyone's doing. So yeah. <laughs> that's great advice. Awesome. Well, Sherry, thank you so much for spending our time together today. That's been super helpful. Blissful parents out there. I hope this is giving you some, some lights, some ideas, something to go out and look towards doing for yourselves at home, changing up what you're doing a little bit if it's not working and being okay with taking that time 
time for you in the middle of your day as well. So uh, Sherry, thank you so much. And guys, don't forget to go check out their book at adorethemparenting.com and it's called Parenting While Working From Home. So thanks, Sherry. Hope to see you again soon. And blissful parents out there, go out and enjoy your week. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Blissful Parent Podcast. For complete transcriptions of this show, as well as helpful links to resources mentioned in this episode, please visit our website at theblissfulparent.com. Thank you.